You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. C. Welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. Let's go. Hey, this is Shan, Mama the Girls. Thank you for checking in. If this is your first time at Cozy Womb Podcast, welcome. It's a very random but frequently posted show. Enjoy what you can when you can. It's for new parents. Y'all are very welcome. It's for a second, third, or more time around parents too. And I did not forget those of you who aren't quite there yet, haven't had your first kid, but you're thinking about it and you're just curious on what it takes to go ahead and survive the kids that you may make. Cool. Since we're all here, let's get into today's episode. People being around your kids that you don't know can be the scariest thing ever. We as parents are supposed to protect and make sure our kids are around people that they're comfortable with, make sure we're comfortable with the people they're around, make sure any friends are comfortable with them, they're comfortable with friends, family, make sure they keep them safe, protect them, and do what we would if we were there. What happens when close acquaintances cannot be trusted? What happens when family cannot be trusted? What happens when friends you've known for years, friends that your family have known for years cannot be trusted? What happens when relatives don't act like family? How do you keep your children safe? That's what I wanted to talk about today. If you have kids around that you do not want to listen to today's episode, cool. This is the time when you put your headphones in or you might listen to this later. 
or maybe you drop them in the mall. I'll wait, but that's what today's episode is. Not all monsters are pedophiles. Not all uh, people who molest children are complete strangers. 25% of children are sexually abused in their lifetime. Um, I would say of those 25% of those children, probably 75% of the time is somebody that the family knows. Is someone that's always around a child. Is someone very close um, as a friend or a relative or a teacher or a police officer or a preacher or, you know, it could be the same sex of the child that's molesting them or, you know, prying on them, looking for uh, opportunities to corner them or guilt trip them or force them to do things that they shouldn't. When a person is a pedophile, they have strong sexual attractions for children. They have an eye for kids that are like under 14, 15. They, you know, they don't know when to stop. They don't know what's inappropriate. And if they do know, they can't fight that urge like anybody else would. And as they should fight, They can't. Like, that's a battle within themselves. I'm not, you know, condoning it. I'm not saying that it's right. But that's more so where their mindset is at when this is going on. Sexual offenders inappropriately push themselves on kids. Pedophiles target children, prey on children. They have sexual urges for children that most people may find very disturbing. I've had my own experiences as a little girl with pedophiles and child molesters. I remember living in Maryland um, when my mom got her first uh, apartment. We were in Section 8 after us getting out of a shelter. And we were living there with, um, it was my mom, my youngest brother, and me. And uh, my mom uh, eventually had one of her kids move in with us that's a little bit older than my youngest brother and you know he was a teen at the time my brother was three my youngest brother was three years older than me and then I was the only girl there and I was used to just living in a house of boys because my mom has a whole bunch of boys that are older than me so I just had to either play by myself sometimes I would go outside if my younger brother was going outside and across the hall um in our apartment uh building was this man that I never met my mom never met but every time I would go outside I would either see him standing in his doorway or he'd be sitting on the steps that I had to go down to go out the door Sometimes he would say hi, sometimes he would pull on my pants, sometimes he would um, offer me money for no reason for the ice cream truck, sometimes um, he would offer to bring my bike in or help me bring my bike down when I really didn't need him to help. So always be mindful of people who purposely put themselves in the way of your kids in order for them to have an interaction with your child that have never, you know, introduced themselves to you or they don't even have children. So why are you always 
in the way or why are you just so happy to be out here when my kid is out here by yourself the traits of pedophiles um could be you know they look for opportunities and that's what he did he looked for opportunities where my mom wasn't coming outside where my brother wasn't coming outside with me and there was nobody with me and they you know guilt children into acts where they victimize them whether it be with money candy or blame they are overly friendly for trust and i never trusted him i just find him like super sketchy like you know what i'm gonna let you be cool as long as you don't push it i'm gonna just slip by you i'm gonna just pass by you excuse me i know you purposely like brushed against me or touched my pants when you really didn't have to that type of stuff because he really wasn't like grabbing on me and then I, I remember wanting to say something to my mom but because he didn't like force himself on me or push me or hit me or uh you know make me feel like I couldn't scream or make me feel like I couldn't run into my house or go outside I was like he's like annoying I don't like that um but my mom caught him so I went outside and I guess he would look at me through the peephole coming out the apartment we were right across the hall my mom opened the door one day and he was in his doorway butt naked with the robe open and she called the police and I remember for uh weeks not seeing his car um, in the parking lot. I would always look for his car in the parking lot to make sure it was okay for me to go downstairs. And I didn't see his car for weeks. So sometimes he would park to the side of the building where I couldn't see. Sometimes he would park behind the building um, where I couldn't see. So I'm just like, ugh. So I just had to gamble it every time I would open my door. And um, he had a green, he had like a green old like Cadillac. I remember seeing it and sometimes he would sit in his car and like watch me play. Sometimes he would park somewhere and he would like crack his window so I could see him. But he never like came in close distance to me. He never, you know, came around me after that. But I always were was aware of where I was and where he was in the neighborhood. So I always, um, I was mindful. And my mom didn't like come to me and um, ask me any straightforward questions. She just, you know, seldomly said, oh, I, I, this guy was across the hall and he was this, and I called the police. But he's, he lived there, and there was a little girl that lived in the apartment. I don't know if it was his daughter or his girlfriend's daughter or his wife. I don't know, you know, what the relation was, but there was a girl living there, but I don't know. But people are creepy. Another trait of like pedophiles is, you know, they see a body and not a child as like a boundary to stop. They don't have any standards for family. They don't have any standards for friends. They don't value that. Like that's nothing. It's a body. And a pedophile could be a man or a woman. It doesn't like specify, oh, it can only be a man or it can only be a woman. It could be both. And they're usually in a position to dictate what a child can and can't do. Um, They have high chances of repeating the act um, as long as they have an opportunity and someone is not knowledgeable about it. So they might move frequently in order for them to get away with stuff. Or they might maybe 
change jobs frequently, you know, just to get away with it. And I hate when a lot of people try to keep things like this under the rug because you want other parents to be aware. You want other uh, people in jobs to be aware that, oh, this person has this issue and they shouldn't be around kids. You don't want that to be a secret because you're not helping anybody. And usually pedophiles are not comfortable with being intimate with other adults their age. So that's why they go after like children. The traits of child molesters could be um, relatives, even as close as their own children. So sometimes parents may molest their uh, children. They may molest their grandchildren. It could be parents, grandparents, friends, uncles, aunts, sisters, brothers, teachers, preachers, sitters, or other kids. You just have to be able to talk to your kids and tell them, you know, you should be okay with telling me this. And this is a part of your body that should not be touched. And never make anyone feel like you have to do something you don't want to do. And if someone makes you uncomfortable or makes you feel like this, you need to tell me. That needs to be said to your kids over and over and over and over and over again. Because kids out here right now, they're exposed to too much already. And then... They could just log on to the internet and see something completely inappropriate. And now, I don't know when the last time you went on any type of porn site, but there's categories for every sick idea known to man that anyone can touch, pinch, put things in, uh, anything. And there's a section... There's websites upon websites for like child pornography and even grown adults dressing up as children. And it's just, it's a sick way of thinking. It's a perverted mindset. You have shows that I get that they want to reenact, you know, things that may happen or stories, but that puts things into people's heads. And I wish that people were more mindful of when and what time they air things. And I understand that, yes, you want to, like, seldomly get the idea across, but kids are watching. And YouTube, I'm sorry, but there's no way for you to logically monitor YouTube in a way to match how fast people can upload videos. I've, I've had my five-year-old watch cartoon videos and have multiple grown adults talking over the cartoon or talking over the video game, cussing, um, stabbing other um, animations on the video, just all this inappropriate stuff. And you just have to be mindful of that stuff. Child molesters um, usually emotionally uh, disrupt children's lives because they've been probably molested in the past or they've been taught that that's something normal and if you don't have that open discussion with your kids and you have multiple kids in the household you're doing every child a disservice you're not helping any child in that house if you're not having that discussion and if you know that there's a child in your house that's not getting the help that they need if you see them doing anything inappropriate then you're just as bad as that child, as an adult. 
once you know child molesters are convicted they rarely act on sexual inappropriate acts with children again but they have to get to the point where they're convicted they have to get to the point where things are brought to the forefront and i don't think a lot of people bring that stuff to the forefront a lot of people like to keep things like a family secret or brush it under the rug or don't bring it to light or let's not talk about it. You're not helping anyone by not talking about it. If a person did something inappropriate in the past and they're getting the help that they need or they got the help that they need, why isn't it something that's talked about to let somebody else know, hey, if you're feeling a certain way or you're feeling like you have these sort of urges, this is the help you need, this is what I tried, this is how it worked. Stop brushing things under the rug that can change people's lives forever. Me being um, molested and abused as a child has changed my life entirely, especially the fact that I have two girls. I don't let them sleep over people's houses unless I'm really, really close to the fact where probably they don't even have kids or I trust them with my life. Or I know for a fact I've been at that house. I know that they don't have people coming over. Though they have other kids. And I've trained my kids to tell me everything and anything. I don't, I don't have a lot of people I don't know around my kids. I don't have a lot of my relatives that I don't like around my kids. I'm just very particular. Like even now, yes, I have family in Georgia, but I seldomly ever go to like um you know parties or everybody's coming over the house on a Sunday you should come and bring the girls I don't do that I'm a I'm a homebody because of how I grew up you know if I'm home and my girls are here and I can see them and I know who's in my house I know that they're safe I can go check on them in the other room You know, I don't have to think about if somebody is somewhere trying to look for an opportunity to touch on my child. That's my mindset now. I don't trust um, men I don't know. I don't trust uh, relatives even if I'm related to them. I don't take relatives as being family. I look at them through their actions first. And then if over time they display family... um, you know, characteristics to me, then that's when I'll claim them as family. You know, that's how I've been. That's how I'll always be. And maybe that's a good thing that I'm like that now. Maybe that's something I had to go through, but I wish I didn't have to go through that because I'm very um, skeptical of people. And maybe having judgment is a great thing to have, but maybe I think the bad before I think the good. You know, it it just took away that opportunity for me to see the good in people first. So I see the bad in people until they prove otherwise. And so when you go through that, you live differently. You know, um, back to like some of their traits, their traits, they they turn children um, into like a completely different person because children don't know how to process what's happening. Children don't know how to um, go to an adult about um, what someone may be doing, and they instantly make a child feel guilty about something they're doing, you know? And sometimes 
child molesters um, may do things to kids out of low self-esteem. Sometimes kids may be feeling like, oh, they're the bad ones or something is wrong with them. And they single kids out. You know, they try to get kids in a place where their parents aren't around or nobody else is around to tell. They try to get to know your schedule to see, oh, you know, their mom's not going to be home for X amount of time or their dad's not going to be here or I'm not expecting anybody to be here. So this is a good opportunity for me to do X, Y, and Z. They try to get close to your kids. Sometimes they're friendly some days. Sometimes it's very quiet. Sometimes they don't want to be bothered. Like it's very up and down. There's never anything consistent. And they pry on your fears. So let's say... I'm a perfect example. I'm a single mom and I have two girls. I'm going to be super, 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 super skeptical about what man I'm dating or what man I have around my kids or would I leave my kids with a man. Like, I'm sorry, but whoever I choose to be in a relationship with has to understand where I'm coming from. Like, that's something that has to be understood. That's something that has to be talked about. It's not about thinking the negative or accusing. It's about preparing for, hey, this is what I've been through. Um, This is my experience. This is why I do things a bit differently. Can you respect it? Yes? Okay, you can move forward. That is something I have to do. Sometimes with people who maybe molest kids in the past or have any type of issues not keeping their hands to themselves and being inappropriate with children, sometimes therapy won't help. Sometimes time won't help. Sometimes guilting them into stopping won't help. Sometimes sharing with the family won't help because a lot of people don't care unless it's happening to them. A lot of people don't care unless it's happening to their kid. And what helped me was removing myself from, you know, those particular people's reach. And when I got to a certain age and I could choose where I lived, I left a lot of what I knew for a life without people I loved in it. You know, if somebody wanted to see me, you got to come see me. If somebody wanted to... Uh, spend some time with me, well, let's meet here, but I'm not coming there. It's a lot of that. And that's kind of like how I live. It's certain people now that my children are five and two have never met my kids and I don't care if they haven't met them. Because I live differently because of what has been done to me personally. Living around someone who's constantly preying on you for an opportunity to sexually abuse you is not the healthiest way to live. And I had to get my way out of it. Um, Sometimes they are social. Sometimes they are antisocial. They purposely involve themselves with children when they don't have to. Sometimes they're purposely put themselves in a an event, a party, a get-together where you're around, even though they know what they've they've done, they purposely put themselves there without invitation. Um, They slowly start imposing inappropriate shows on kids or jokes or pictures, or they push buttons. They, uh, you know, try to get friendly with kids, try to 
speak their lingo. Just be mindful of that. Be mindful of adults that quote unquote don't want to grow up that want to be around kids all the time and never want to be around people their age. Be mindful of that. And the prevention part, how you want to prevent things like this from happening is you want to listen, you want to believe, you want to ask and ask and talk and share experiences with your kids. And you have to trust your kids. You have to know when your kid is lying. You have to know when your kid is playing. You have to know when your kid is serious. You have to know when your kid is angry. You have to know when your kid is upset. All of those things have to be something you as a parent have to read. Body language. Get to know your kid. Teach your child about their bodies. Teach them places that they should not be touched. Uh, Don't make them feel shame for asking you certain questions or showing you certain things. Get to know your kids' friends and their parents. Look for changes in your kids' behavior because it will happen. Let your kid know when to speak up. Let your kid know ways to defend themselves when you're not around or someone else is not around. And let your kid know um, how to have better judgment of what situations could possibly pop up. Like if I'm outside playing with a group of friends and I don't want to play something they're playing, I'm not going to go clear across the parking lot and go play by myself in an area that I'm not familiar with. That's something you don't do. You know, if I can't see the playground and I can't see at least three people I know, I'm not going to be at the playground by myself. You know, being aware of your surroundings is very important. If you don't feel comfortable walking down the street by yourself, then you go back where you came from. Or you go towards people that's in a bigger group. You have to do certain things to protect yourself when you're a kid when it comes to being a kid versus an adult. I'm not into doing sleepovers with my daughters, not really. Um, I'm mindful of adults who spend too many times, um, too much time alone with kids. And just be mindful of people who always want to spend time with your kid, but they don't have kids. Be mindful of your neighbors. Be mindful of your preachers. Be mindful of policemen, teachers. And monitor people who lurk online and limit your kids online. Limit your kids on YouTube. Limit your kids on chats. Limit your kids on Twitter. Like all of those places are sources for them to see something inappropriate. Even Instagram. Some of those things on Instagram they don't need to see. So I hope what I'm telling you helps um, for kids who experience abuse. Um, they may act, you know, quiet, not social. They may have like issues in school. Um, I didn't have any issues in school. I was always quiet in school unless I was with my friends. Um, I never gave my mom any issues at school, but you know, at home I was a crab. I wanted to be in my room. I didn't want to be bothered. If I went outside, I went outside with particular people. Um, if I played outside, I wanted to be around my younger brother and his friends. Um, Or I was with my mom most of the time. And that's how I lived as a kid. Some kids don't put up a front like everything is okay, but they are begging for help. 
I feel like when I was younger, I was begging for help um, on the inside. But verbally, I didn't say anything because I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. A lot of kids may feel like that. Um, When I was 13, 14, 15, I was very depressed. Very depressed. Uh, If anybody asks you, they would say, oh, that's Chantal. She's always happy. She's always happy. No, that's not true. I have, I've had and I have shitty days. I have days where I don't want to talk to anybody. I have days where I just want to shut down and not mom. I have days where uh, I do want to mom and I do want to protect. And that's normal. Especially with somebody that has gone through that. That's normal. And sometimes, I remember when I was younger, I would have random cry fits in my room. I would get randomly angry because I felt like there was nobody there that could protect me. Because living with my mom, I never felt protected. I felt like my mom was around. But whenever anything bad came up, She's not somebody that's going to stand up and shield me from it because she's going to shut down. Like, my mom mentally and physically shuts down when confrontation comes up. And you want to make sure your kid always reports when anything may happen. Make sure you report when something may happen. Always address the BS head on. And don't think that you can fix people. And don't think that over time people are going to change. People don't change. Let me tell you this. People don't change. They mask who they are for certain people. And they deny. And they look for an opportunity. And they will repeat themselves. Okay? So save your time. Don't say by chance. Don't count on luck. Some people will never change and some people are are not fixable. So I hope that this episode finds a lot of parents um, more on alert, more aware, and uh, ready to prevent a lot of these things from happening to your kids. Because I don't ever want my kids to grow up as fast as I had to because I was faced with a lot of adult stuff when I wanted to be a kid. So now I have to deal with a lot of trust issues. Now I have to deal with um, not really understanding quote-unquote family because I was never shown how quote-unquote family was supposed to act in a proper way. So I'm creating my own family from scratch. I'm creating my own standards on how I want to live and what's comfortable for me and my children. So figure it out. Do the best you can and be honest and open. That is my advice. Thank you for listening to Cozy Womb. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.